Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council is defending religious freedom for a U.S. Marine captain. We just filed a brief at the Federal Court of Appeals. We'll be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, this is one of several of our military cases. I will argue a case at the Federal Court of Appeals on behalf of a lieutenant colonel in the United States Marines and a commander of a Navy warship in December. This is another injunction that we got, and we got this injunction before we got our class-wide injunction for all the members of the Marines. This is on behalf of a United States Marine Corps captain, and we obtained a preliminary injunction on his behalf regarding punishment that he was about ready to face after the military rejected his appeal from a denial of a religious accommodation for the shop mandate. Now the Department of Defense and the United States Marines filed their appeal with the Federal Court of Appeals of the injunction granted by Federal Judge Stephen Meriday. Uh, this case is very similar to all of our other cases. This Marine Corps is different in the sense that his religious belief is not based on Christianity. Most of our uh, Marines and other plaintiffs in these military cases are Christians. They have sincerely held religious beliefs based upon their Christian belief in the sanctity of human life. They don't want to be associated with shots that are in any way connected to abortion or tested using abortion fetal cells or aborted fetal cells. Moreover, they also, many of them, don't want to inject their body with some mRNA experimental shot. This one is the same way. This is a captain of the United States Marines, and he is Muslim. And his Muslim beliefs have the same consequence, that he does not want to be associated with abortion. He believes that life is created by God, and he doesn't want to have any association with aborted fetal cells. Plus, he does not want to be associated with an mRNA experimental shot to put in his body. For him, it is haram, he calls it, and for him it is a defilement of the body. He's an individual who, at the time, he enlisted in the United States Marines in 2014. He graduated from recruit training in 2015, and after serving a law enforcement battalion and earning his undergraduate degree, this captain was selected to officer candidate school and commissioned as a second lieutenant in 2016. After graduating from basic school, he attended the military police basic course, officer course, uh, with his first duty assignment at a Marine Corps law enforcement battalion as a platoon commander. Yeah, he also attended courses in Norway and commanded a military police integrated company during a NATO exercise and has been deployed in several locations, including Africa. Now, you know, just like all of our other plaintiffs, this is a stellar service member who has taken an oath to defend our country and, you know, we're proud to represent him and all these others in these mandate. And this individual was training individuals, other military marine recruits at Paris Island. Mm -hmm. And he is part of that training. The interesting thing is when we had his testimony for this preliminary injunction hearing, 
He said that the Marines at the time had changed its isolation and quarantine policy so that if you were COVID positive, you could be in the same barracks as COVID negative people. But I thought they were so worried about those unvaccinated could not be near the vaccinated people. Well, they changed the policy and they allowed the COVID positive to be in the same barracks. Now, they might put you at one end of the barracks, for example. You might not be spread throughout the whole barracks, but they didn't isolate you and quarantine you away from the barracks, which is what they were doing before. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So the interesting thing is that had already happened at the time that we had the injunction hearing, but the military still says, well, we have a compelling interest that everybody needs to get these COVID shots in order to protect military readiness. But wait, you can be HIV positive and be in the same barracks as others. You can be HIV positive and be on this and be deployable. You can be you can be recruited to the military when you're LGBTQ and you want to undergo um, opposite sex, cross sex hormones and surgery and be non-deployable for 18 to 24 months because of the surgeries. But it's still okay because you can still be in the Marines. You can still be in the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, all the different branches. But the key here is they're requesting religious accommodation. Here they're requesting religious accommodations. They say, well, you're non-deployable because we can't get you around other people who are not, uh, that are vaccinated or not vaccinated. You're a threat to them. The interesting thing is that they never... In this case, for this captain, he's he's training people. He testified he's training people. He's in close contact with them, and they didn't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But now they want to kick him out of the military because there's such an emergency, they feel or they argue, that you need to be discharged. Amazingly, also, uh, they, you know, in our other case, our case involving the uh, United States Marine Corps where we got the class-wide certification and the class-wide injunction, they had 60 days to appeal that case. They just recently did appeal it on the 56th day. So if there's some emergency right. that's causing problems for the military, why wouldn't they appeal that particular ruling right away? They appealed it simply because they had to get an appeal in before their 60 days expired. Maybe it's not such an emergency after It's not all. such an emergency. This is an ideological weapon that they are using to purge the military of some of the finest individuals who love God, love our country, and I often sometimes say that they're not easily replaceable, and for some of them, I would say they're not easily replaceable, but for others, they're irreplaceable because they have been trained for years. Lots of money has been invested in training them. They're at the very top of their game. They're very critical to our national security, and they're wanting to boot them out simply because they choose not to inject some kind of substance that violates the religious beliefs into their body. But yet you've got Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, double-vaxxed, double-boosted, wears a mask and a shield, still gets COVID, but he's pushing this on them? Yeah, and you also have the CDC director, Michelle Walensky, and she's gotten COVID again. But she's so proud of the shot, though. Doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. In fact, we have evidence in the record that says the exact same thing that the COVID shot is not preventing the transmission or the contraction of COVID. So why is this necessary? Pre for our military and for this captain, uh, we now filed our answer brief. This was a case that they appealed earlier 
They filed their initial brief. We filed our answer brief. The military now gets an opportunity to file a reply brief, and then we'll have oral argument set sometime in 2023. My next oral argument at the Court of Appeals is in mid-December on behalf of a lieutenant colonel of the United States Marine, an African-American female, a highly uh, credentialed in the United States Marines, and also a highly credentialed commander of a Navy warship. That argument comes up at the Court of Appeals in mid-December. Then we go to trial in mid-January on behalf of all of the Marines for our class certification order that we also got from Judge Stephen Meriday. Wow. It's, it, yeah, we just we need to pray for these military because what's going on is abusive and very wrong. So pray for them, their families, and uh, our country because I was listening to a presentation that General Boykin was giving. He was a re- he is a retired um, member of the United States Army. Three-star general, isn't he? Yes, he's a very high-ranking general, and he was talking about how there is an undermining of the military, both based on the wokeness idea of the LGBTQ, the idea of critical race theory coming into the military, the idea of the oppressed versus the oppressor, and then, of course, these COVID shot mandates, all being used to literally deconstruct our United States military. There are individuals in the military that love God, love our country. They're being forced to make a decision between God and serving our country. They shouldn't ever have to be forced to make that kind of decision. Plus, we lose our country if we don't have a strong military. We need a strong military, obviously, because of the lack of morale that's happened as a result of these COVID shot mandates and some of the other CRT that's being pushed into the military. There is a serious under reporting under shortage, under achievement, if you will, of military recruiting goals. We need to pray for our men and women in the United States military. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash military. That's lc.org forward slash military. Pray for my upcoming oral argument in December and our trial regarding all the Marines in January, lc.org forward slash military. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. 